Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming in for the newest episode. So, um, I wanted to extend a big thank you to Ulysses Butch Slaughter, who did an episode with me last week about his TikTok video that went viral with his next putting false domestic abuse charges on him. Um, Butch, thanks so much for doing that. Like I said during our episode, it's amazing the way the internet and these followers and, and these listeners and everybody, I really appreciate you guys, how you guys helped me get in touch with him. And his story is just amazing. If you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to the episode from last week. But you have a soft spot in my heart, Butch, because that is exactly what I went through. And, and your reaction, you know, I haven't shared that with anybody, but, um, you know, your reaction to seeing my video of being served by the police with the restraining order and just, you know, very similar reactions. Both of us were relatively calm, as calm as we could be. And, you know, we were just like, what? Like, wh I don't understand it. So, yeah, a really cool episode. And Butch, thank you so much for doing that. Um, one more thing I did want to touch on, as you guys have probably seen from Instagram, I opened a merch store. Uh, it's also linked in my profile on Instagram and Twitter and, and a bunch of other places. Yeah, all, all these designs I've, I've been working on really hard um, and I just am trying to, I think it's all been our mission statement is dimming the gaslight. So um, I think it's just a statement with, you know, some quips and things on the back that I hope are applicable to everybody. But um, I'm really proud of it. I put a lot of effort into it. If there's something that you want personally done, reach out to me, tell me how you want it, and I will try and design it for you, and I will put it into the store. Um, but again, I'm really proud of it. If you guys want to check it out, please check it out in my link. I uh, hope you buy something, and uh, I hope it resonates with you. So again, really excited about it. So this episode, you know, so a couple days ago, uh, I watched on Netflix the trial recap of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And something that's been very important to me while doing this podcast is to stay out of public controversy. Now, I know that sounds a little counterintuitive because I'm doing a podcast about narcissism, um, but I don't want to get into politics, really. I don't want to get into, um, you know, gender issues. Um, but the thing is, so I post, I made a post on Instagram and I kind of broke my silence about how I feel about how the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing went down. I went back and on YouTube, you can search that trial. It, there's a playlist on YouTube and you can watch every single thing about the trial, right? And um, I had heard every, you know, at the time when the actual trial was going on was like the early days of when I got kicked out of my house. So I watched it, but it didn't, re I didn't internalize it. 
the way I had hoped. And, uh, you know, I went back and I, I watched the trial. And it's funny because obviously I'm a man, but I watch Amber Heard's testimony on the stand. And my necks and Amber Heard have a lot in common. And I'm sure you're going to hear that from a lot of male survivors of narcissistic abuse. When they look at Amber Heard, she wanted to be the symbol of the Me Too movement. And for male victims and many, many female victims of narcissistic abuse, she has become synonymous with being a narcissist. And a lot of us can look at her and go, yeah, that's what my next does. So I made this post on Instagram and uh, it got a lot of support, but it got a lot of backlash. Um, I did put in the post, like, listen, if if you're an Amber Heard supporter, we're probably not cl- cut from the same cloth. And, um, you know, I'm sure... Like I have a lot of, I, I like to think that my listeners are well-intentioned people, um, rational people. And just because you don't agree with me doesn't mean that you're not rational. Okay. But the way I looked at that case, I wrote in this Instagram post how I felt about it. You know, just, just how I felt about Amber Heard's representation of herself and her charges. And very little of it did I buy. You can, like I said, you can go back on Netflix. You can go back back on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. So I made this post and I got a lot of backlash because of it. There's hundreds of comments in it. I gave up reading on them. But, you know, I've been called a misogynist. I've been, you know, saying that I support the true abuser, which is Johnny Depp. I put in the post, Johnny Depp is clearly a flawed human being. In no way am I saying Johnny Depp is an angel. Um, But there are lies within Amber Heard's story. Irrefutably, there are lies within Amber Heard's story. And the same way it goes with my next, if she's lying about certain things, well, what else is she lying about? So at the end of the documentary, too, on Netflix, they talk about how there's some sealed documents um, and then the documents got put out. And, uh, you know, at post when the when the trial was over, they put the sealed documents out and um, their text messages between Amber Heard and a mutual friend of hers and Johnny Depp's named Stephen Duders, um, where there was a plane incident. And supposedly Duders says that Johnny Depp did kick Amber Heard within those uh, within text messages. And then also. At the end of the doc, so for a second there, I'm like, ah, fuck with Johnny Depp. I'm like, oh, man, maybe I am supporting the wrong guy. And then it says in the documentary that Stephen Duders is refuting those texts and saying that they're doctored. So, again, it just hurts Amber Heard's credibility a lot. I'm not buying into it, okay? But, so my whole point in talking about this is um, I got a lot of backlash on social media. And anybody who's listened to me or followed me for a long time... Um, you know that I do not believe that domestic abuse and narcissism is regulated to one gender, okay? Domestic abuse and narcissistic abuse knows no gender. And I see, like, you know, a lot of posts on social media about tell him, you know, he's a narcissist or when he hits you and when he, 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 he. What I'd really like to tell people, and I'm grateful for having this platform because what I would really like to tell people is narcissistic abuse and domestic abuse knows no gender. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit the microphone 
and I want to talk about this. And this is just my feelings. I am not trying to persuade anybody. I'm just freedom of speech giving my point of view. But what I did is I didn't want to just come on here and give my point of view. I wanted to come on here and give you facts. So before I did this episode, I prepared a little bit and I was um, Googling, you know, men versus women and domestic violence. I came across the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, NCADV, and they have a domestic abuse fact sheet, okay? So I'm reading through this, and, and I'll get to the genders in a second, but so I'm going to read directly from this fact sheet, and I'm just going to rattle off some facts here, and I'm going to talk about them as I go. So on average, nearly 20 people per minute people are physically abused by an intimate part partner in the United States. During one year, this equates to more than 10 million men and women. One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner violence, intimate partner contact, including sexual violence, and or intimate partner stalking with impacts such as injury, fearfulness, post-traumatic stress, use of victim services, and contraction of sexually transmitted diseases. So one in four women and one in nine men, okay? One in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of DV by an intimate partner. This includes a range of behaviors, including slapping, shoving, and pushing. One in seven women and one in 25 men have been injured so one in seven women and one in 25 men. I'm going to keep going through this, but I'm going to stop right there. Okay. One in seven women and one in 25 men have been injured. Now, what that says to me is the abuse by a man is more detrimental. And I think it usually attributes to stature. Um, men are generally bigger than women. Men are more aggressive than women. Again, just my standpoint, whether you agree or not, men are bigger, men are more aggressive. And um, yeah, that's what I attribute that to. Um, one in 10 women have been raped by an intimate partner, but data is unavailable for male victims. Now, early on in this podcast, I spoke about the sexual coercion from my next uh, in order for me to have children with her. That's a really sensitive subject. And like, you know, it's hard to say that I was raped, but I mean, I did reiterate no a bunch of times. And, um, you know, then you're going to say, Mac, well, how did you do it? I don't want to get into all the, the nitty gritty of it all. Um, but I will tell you that I have spoken to a lot of men who at minimum, have been sexually coerced because what we do know about female narcissists is that sexuality is a big part of their manipulation. Yeah. So anyway, uh, one in four women and one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence like beating, burning, and strangling. So one in four women and one in seven men. Okay? So like men are strangled, Men are beaten. Um, one in seven women and one in 18 men have been stalked by an intimate partner during their lifetime to the point in which they felt fearful or believed 
that they or someone close to them would be harmed or killed. I mean, I told you a couple weeks ago, my next put a tracker in my bag and she's trying to tell me that, oh, I did it for the kids, you know, summer camp stuff and blah, blah, blah. You know, she knew it was in there. She could have disclosed to me. She wanted to track my whereabouts. Um, not saying it doesn't happen to women, but this is a man affirming that this happened to me. So, you know, I am that one in, you know, 18 men who have been stalked. On a typical day, there are more than 200,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. 20,000. They don't tell me whether it's men or women. The, the presence of a gun in domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide by 500%. Uh, never had a gun pulled on me, thank God. But I can imagine the, the terrifying nature of that. Intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of violent crimes. This is an interesting standpoint, and I would, you know, love to talk to people about this. Women between the ages of 18 to 24 are most commonly abused by an intimate partner. Um, I'm in my late 30s, uh, and my abuse started when I was 28 until 36. So that's how long my abuse lasted. Um, so, I mean, right in that time range. 19% um, of domestic abuse involves a weapon. 19%. Fuck. Domestic victimization is correlated with a higher rate of depression and suicidal behavior. But what we know about narcissists is narcissists feel shitty about themselves. And then here we are saying that you're hurting us and, you know, why won't you change and all this shit? And they know that shit internally. So, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that you know, it's correlated with a higher rate of depression and suicidal behavior. We know narcissists hate themselves. We know it. And they, they're jumping out of their skin because they hate themselves. So that makes sense to me. Only 34% of people who are injured by intimate partners receive medical care for their injuries. Only 34% of people uh, who are injured by intimate partners receive medical care. You know what that says to me is that trauma bonds... You know, so like if you're hurt, we don't want to go and rat out the person who hurt us because we like to think that it's an isolated incident and we want to work it out. But those are the kind of people who are trauma bonded that don't know that they don't know that it's not going to work out. I mean, this is tough to read. Um, Here's rape statistics, okay? One in five women and one in 71 men in the United States have been raped in their lifetime. One in 71 men. One in five women. That's fucked up, man. That's really fucked up. I don't know what to say about that. Almost half of females, 46.7, and males, 44.9, victims of rape in the U.S. were raped by an acquaintance. Of these... 45% of female rape victims and 29% of male rape victims were raped by an intimate partner. I'm going to move along from this because it's such a heavy subject. Um, stalking 19.3 million women and 5.1 million men in the U.S. have been stalked in their lifetime. 60.8 of female stalking victims and 43.5 men reported being stalked by a current former intimate partner. All this to say, guys, I mean, there's so much information out here, right? Like, there's just, and they have 
physical and the mental health impact. And we all know it. Us victims of narcissistic abuse and mental abuse, you know, we know the impact of this stuff. So I don't want to sit here, you know, rattling off a whole bunch of stats. Um, I just trying to prove a point that narcissistic abuse knows no gender. Now, um, I'm having some trouble while I'm scrolling through my phone to find it. But there was a statistic I saw about the number of men who report domestic abuse as opposed to women. And I guess that means police reports. Um, and the statistic was far lower for men. Going back to that trauma bond, I never wanted to report anything because I made excuses for my next. There's, there's a story I told on this podcast about how she threw oatmeal in my face. And uh, one day, uh, we had just had our first child. And um, I was up, you know, with the baby at night. She was up in the morning. She was breastfeeding. And uh, when I came down the stairs, um, I said to her, she was eating oatmeal out of like a ceramic bowl. And I said to her, you know, did you have the chance to eat? Did you have the chance to sleep? And she just took the oatmeal and chucked it at my face. Hot oatmeal. Chucked it right at my face. And all the oatmeal hit me. And I just stood there and I let it drip down. Right? And... All I said was, did you have a chance to eat? Did you have a chance to sleep? And I guess she was mad that maybe I slept longer. But she hit me in the face with a bowl of oatmeal. And at the time, I can remember thinking, she's super hormonal, um, maybe postpartum, just had a baby, tired. I mean, there's a litany of reasons, right, why, why she would be angry. Um, and she testified to this on the stand during our trial. Um, you, you, you start to think, like, we make excuses for the abuse that we have encountered. And it gets to a point where, obviously, we have enough. Obviously, we're afraid of what might happen if it continues. I mean, that that oatmeal story is tip of the iceberg for me. Um, you know, there's another story that my next, uh, well, you know, I'm going to save this story because it's going to come up on trial. Um, you know, the point is, the point is, is that when I made that post on Instagram, I can't tell you for sure that Johnny Depp didn't physically abuse Amber Heard. I can tell you with my judgment and my logic that Amber Heard is lying about some of the incidents. So, I want everyone to know, I don't care what gender you are, right? Let's say, let's say it was one in three women experienced DV and one in a thousand men experienced DV. I'm there for that one man that is has experienced DV. Unfortunately, it's it's much more than that. And it comes with a certain amount of shame because men are supposed to be tougher. We're supposed to reserve our feelings. I've heard from people, you know, how can you say a woman raped you? You know, how could you get it up if she raped you? I mean, these are really dark things, right? But like, I want every woman who can hear my voice right now to know how much I stand with you I understand your, that 
I understand being afraid. Um, I understand not knowing how to get out. I understand developing a safety plan. You know, like, how could I leave this relatively amicably? I mean, in the best way possible. And uh, when you're in danger, you don't really know what you can do because you don't know if there's going to be a backlash. Man, we are together survivors of narcissistic abuse. We're not victims. We're survivors of narcissistic abuse, um, domestic abuse. And it's such a sensitive subject that I don't want the person who experienced this to feel unheard or to feel left out. I want to see a stop to what I see in terms of um, memes and stuff. He gaslights you and tells you you're crazy. I mean, like, dude, I experienced the same thing from a woman. I don't know, guys. I mean, it's a really difficult situation um, to not put each other in a box, right? Like, I don't care about gender. I don't care about race. I don't care about political affiliation. Um, And that doesn't mean I'm not, I don't have my opinions on those things, right? Um, I don't care about sexual orientation. I don't care. I don't care. A survivor is a survivor is a survivor to me. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you believe in. I don't care who you fuck. I don't care about any of that. I just want you to know that there's this community out here who has gone through the same thing. And I know that feeling of loss that like that, that feeling of emptiness and being alone when you're in it and like no one else understands you. And then you know, you find podcasts or you find social media platforms and you find coaching programs and people who have experienced the same thing. And um, all they want to do is be like, yeah, you know, like I might just be a little bit farther along than you are in this whole situation, but here's what worked for me. You know what I mean? And um, I just, I want everybody to know that they're supported. At the end of the day, I want everybody to know that you're supported. Okay. So I am here so that what I went through was not in vain and I'm here to make sure that my story has a purpose you know I've talked about a lot of times on this podcast saying that I can't imagine walking my life and walking this world and walking the streets with this story inside of me and not telling everybody I mean people would fucking think I'm crazy so thank god I found this platform where I have a place to put this kind of stuff on the table and 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 have you guys listen to it and go, yeah, you know, like I went through the similar thing. It's so hard to um, just talk to like normal, like quote unquote, normal people about like that, you know, and, and being a man is harder, believe it or not. I mean, maybe not because I don't know what it's like to be a woman and, and talk about domestic violence. But speaking from a man's point of view, you kind of seem wimpy you know, you, you seem like, let it go, dude, let it go, you know. Um, but what they don't understand is, you know, like personally speaking, I went through so much. I'm still going through so much. And like, there's different levels of abuse, right? Like there's financial abuse and there's, uh, parental alienation abuse and there is physical abuse. There's sexual abuse. There's psychological, emotional. It runs so deep to do that victim shaming shit, you know, where somebody tells you to shut up and move on. I'll shut up and move on when I'm ready. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll shut up and move on when I'm ready. But there's a path that I walk that 
I don't claim to be the right way to do this necessarily, but all I can do is is tell you what I did and how I got through that, like how I got through these, especially in those early, early days, right? Like those first couple of days when you leave your narcissist and your abuser, the whole world looks different. You might even have those like candy coated moments where like the sky is bluer and the grass is greener and the food tastes better and everything like that. But it's so heavy. And all I want to be able to do is not lose track of that guy who was in that predicament. And um, I'm doing so much better now, nearly two years later, that I just think I can help people with this. I can help people tell them the path I walked and how I got to where I did. It's going to be okay. It might not turn out the way that you want it to turn out, but it certainly will turn out better than maybe what you would have expected. Because like I, I say all the time, like I used to I used to be with my next and I would, God, I want to fucking leave her. What will I do on holidays? What, what you know, because I was so used to going to her family on holidays and I have my kids and like, how am I going to wake up in the morning on Christmas and, and not see my kids open Christmas presents and stuff? There's certain things kept me sick. And then like people would tell me, happy wife, happy life. And I would just be like, fuck, there's something I'm doing wrong. I'm not making her happy. There was no making her happy. There was nothing I can do because I know I tried. So yeah, domestic abuse knows no gender. I want you guys to know that I stand with all victims. If you're a man, a woman, whatever you identify as, if you're white, black, purple, yellow, green, glow in the dark. I don't fucking care. I'll support the aliens when they land if they were victims of domestic abuse. We need to band together rather than chop each other up into little boxes and like you have to fit this and you have to fit that. Everything needs to be taken on a subjective basis. And subjectively, when I made that post about the Amber Heard thing, like I said in the beginning of this episode, like I like to stay out of public controversy. I don't want to get into public controversy, um, but this is a narcissist-related issue. Not saying Johnny Depp might not be a narcissist. I have never, I, I put in that post, I have never seen a single Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I remember vaguely seeing Edward Scissorhands when I was a little kid, um, but I don't remember the plot of it at all. I never saw 21 Jump Street. I know, I know very little about Johnny Depp. I don't give a shit. There's this thing with my brain that I don't really pay attention to pop culture so much, like who's dating who and, and that kind of stuff. But I can just separate the fame, the money. And granted, Johnny Depp has a lot of influence, much more influence than, than uh, Amber Heard does. But I took it on a subjective basis. And what I heard from Amber Heard and her testimony, as well as some of her witnesses and Johnny's witnesses, I think Amber Heard's a liar. And... You know, it's funny too. I also watched the, there's a thing on, I think it's on HBO Max. I watched a thing about Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Kanye West is a clearly fucking flawed individual. I mean, he he admits to being bipolar. Bipolar does not equate to um, domestic violence or anything like that. Although you can't put it past him, right? But then also like I see Kim Kardashian um, keeping her kids from Kanye West and then he bought a house across the street from him just so he could be closer to his kids. I think that divorces are so even the most amicable divorce is tough. Then you include a narcissist into this or a person with like mental health issues and it extrapolates the whole issue like crazy. 
So, um, and I know I heard something else. Uh, actually, Brittany, Brittany Priest, he had a Priest law firm, was telling me something about how um, Kim Kardashian keeps like a warehouse of Kanye's memorabilia and stuff. So, like, I guess like she's proud of him or she's doing it for the kids. Or it could be a publicity stunt. Who the fuck cares? At the end of the day, divorces are messy. Divorces with narcissists are even worse. While I'm on the record here, who do I support between Kanye and Kim? Uh, I think Kanye's a fuck up and I feel sorry for him at the same time. I think he's a fuck up. Um, he's got mental health issues, um, but I think he loves his kids and I can certainly relate to that. And I think he wants more time with his kids. He wants to have a say in, you know, like he was complaining about like their social media presence and stuff. I, I talked about at the beginning of this episode, I, I put a shirt out on a, on my merch store it says father's rights matter. And I also have a shirt that says mother's rights matter. It's not a gender thing. It's a subjective thing and it gets so messy. And the, you know what the funny thing is, is that personally speaking, I hate my necks. I absolutely hate my necks. But if she could just be amicable and stop making false allegations on me and taking my kids away and calling DCPMP, all these manipulative behaviors to try and quote unquote win her divorce and her custody, we could literally just end this shit now. And just say, hey, I don't love you. You don't love me. Unfortunately, we have kids together. And, uh, you know, let's do this accordingly. But she, not only that, she's a narcissist and has to have control over everything. She has to control where they go, what they eat, what they do, what they wear, what they say. Everything. And she, if I have an opinion about everything, she wants to have everybody believe that I'm crazy. And I'm not. And, and the thing is, is that, Okay, so th this comes down to a male versus female issue. I have to go through all these hoops to jump through to prove that I should have a right to say in my kids. And like, you know, why is it not just 50-50? Why? Because the government's a business. And now I'm going to get in this whole fucking... Now I'm going to go down this whole rabbit hole of controversial opinions that I probably shouldn't air. But all that to say, domestic abuse narcissistic abuse knows no gender and um i really hope that anybody listening to this anybody who's been through similar things that i've been through or in the exact same things that i've been through i hope you guys understand that i share this same path with you okay we are walking down the same proverbial road and i will stand side by side with you and i will help as in any way I can, you know, if it's dark, I hope I can shine a little light into your life and we could walk this path together, but I will not divide survivors. That is not what I will do. I hope that's not how this is coming across. Um, I can't imagine it is, but some people easily get offended. I'm, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm telling you, I stand with everybody. I don't care. I'm with everybody. This is my episode about domestic abuse, news, new agenda. So um again before i sign off i want to let you guys know that i did start a merch store if you are interested in dimming the gaslight merch click on the link in my bio on instagram or really any social media um and uh yeah until next time everybody